can't believe I've been talked into this, Joe. I cannot believe I'm the only girl going, and it's just so mad, and I'm so terrified of the whole thing. You know, like serial killers staying in hotels, <laughs> motels, dr driving in America. You know, the whole thing just terrifies the living daylights out of me. But I, I thought, I'm 54 years old, if not 55, and I, I'll never have a chance like this again. I've got to do it. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Joe Dodds and I started this show back in 2016 to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean how they focus on productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience to enable them to do more of the stuff that they want to do and less of the stuff that they don't. After 241 shows, I've taken a pause from doing new interviews to reshare previous interviews. They were too good to not revisit. So please do bear in mind that this podcast might refer to events from the past as current or in the future. But rest assured that the stories, tips and advice shared by my guests continues to be pure gold. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter. And today Joe's interviewing Nicola Cairncross. Joe first came across Nicola as a subscriber to the Money Gym mailing list and at some of their events, but they first met at an internet marketing summit where Nicola was speaking and Joe was crewing. They keep in touch and their paths have crossed a number of times over the intervening years. Nicola interviewed Joe on her original podcast last year. Joe is now an avid listener of Nicola's current podcast that she hosts with Judith Morgan. Joe can often be seen chuckling her way around Sainsbury's looking like a madwoman whilst listening to their eclectic banter. Founder of self-funded six-figure startup clicksandleads.com and co-host of Own It, the podcast, Nicola left school at 16 with only three core skills, the ability to talk, a love of books and the ability to type. She's now a speaker, podcaster, blogger and Amazon number one best-selling author, having published The Money Gym, The Business Success Factory and How to Market Any Business Online. Walking the talk as she learned about business success herself, Nicola ended up buying and renovating on a shoestring a half million pound hotel on no money down, among other previous businesses, ventures both on and offline. In the early days of the internet, Nicola had no money for marketing, so quickly taught herself how to market real-world business online, creating her first six-figure business, The Money Gym, from a five-page website and a text-only zine. She's now a self-professed geek and loves online marketing with a passion. She wants to share with all business owners. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Nicola Cairncross of clicksandleads.com. Hi Nicola, how are you? I'm very well, Joe. Thanks for having me on the show. Really pleased to have you here. We've known each other a while, haven't we? So uh, always uh, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> always good to be interviewing people that that I know outside of just being online. So we we have actually met, haven't we, a few times? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've clocked each other's eyeballs in a real life place. <laughs> 
So tell me about you, what you do and where you do it. Okay, well I live in Shoreham by Sea, which is about seven miles from Brighton in the UK, and I run um, a boutique Facebook ads agency, which also does Twitter and Instagram ads, but we, we promote it as a Facebook ads agency. When I say it's boutique, I mean that I'm never going to be um, huge in that I don't want hundreds and hundreds of clients. Um, I think I'll top it at uh, between 40 and 80. But um, at the moment, we have about 10 to 15 clients, and I love working with them very hands-on, uh, which enables me to bring all my sort of 20 years of online marketing experience and direct ma marketing experience to, to the benefit of the clients, as well as just doing their ads. And you're based from home? Yes, I work from home. I'm sitting in my dining room as we speak. <laughs> and is that your usual place, or do you sort of move around the house depending on what you do? Uh, if I want to get away from the computer, I'll go and sit in the kitchen. Um, I've played with the idea several times of renting a, a little office space in a, a, a rather swanky um, place at the end of my road. But uh, I can't quite bring myself to do it. I just love working from home. I love the convenience of it. I love being warm. You know, I just I, I don't feel a, a lonely in any way because I'm connecting with people online all day. So, uh, yeah, there doesn't seem any point in spending 500 quid on an office I'll probably never use. No, and, and, and you know, sitting there in your pyjamas just wouldn't work the same, would it? <laughs> no, I would have to get dressed and blow dry my hair. <laughs> <laughs> that would just add extra trauma to the morning routine, so that's a nice link there. So yeah. what, do you have a particular way of getting the day started that gets you into into being productive? I do, as a matter of fact. I am a morning person, um, but I'm not one of these fanatics who get up at 5 a.m. Um, my kids are now 18 and 20, and I've done my share of getting up and get, doing the school run and getting the sandwiches ready and having to be you know, blow-dried and made up before I go out the door. So I thoroughly enjoy my mornings. Um, I have a, an app on my phone called Sleep Cycle, which you set an alarm to say, wake me up in the hour before this time when I'm at my lightest part of sleep. So it doesn't actually feel like um, an alarm clock goes off at all. And I have it set to play a, um, Kanye West and Jay-Z's Otis, which is not what you'd expect, but it makes me smile every morning. Um, a little bit of hip-hop. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it, it wakes me up when I'm coming, out of, um, I'm coming up to my lightest part of my sleep cycle. And uh, I just love it. It's completely revolutionized my life. It's got rid of my jet lag when I travel. Um, so then I, when I wake up, I go and obviously you know, clean my teeth and all that stuff and then go down and make a really good cup of coffee and bring it back to bed and sit and write my journal, which is a black moleskin diary. Mm. And I've, I'm, on to, I'm on to about four, seven or eight now. Um, I started the, the diary writing, the journaling, when things were very, very tough after the money gym. My first successful business um, went down the pan. And it really, I think it kept me sane in those days, being able to write out all my feelings and thoughts. Um, so it's got everything in there from, from to-do lists to how I feel about things. And I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like anyone to read it. Sure. <laughs> so you won't be publishing it anytime soon. <laughs> no, well, it does help because, you know, I've been, I've been chronicling the journey to start Clicks and Leads since last Christmas when I launched it. And, um, you know, having all the data in my diary has, has made it a lot easier to write the blog posts. So about what time do I get up normally? About nine-ish. You know, I start to get out, get, get up and have a shower. I don't have anything in my diary before ten, and um, so I like a nice leisurely morning. It reminds me that I am, you know, self-employed and I can do what the hell I like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, it's funny actually. I um, I've changed what I do in the morning quite 
often and, and my more re more recent routine is sort of similar i use sleep cycle as well i would thoroughly recommend it too but i i don't have hip hop waking me up <laughs> um but i uh i then plan my day before I get out of bed and I yeah. do some reading oh, and yes. you know do all the things that, that then don't get done if you know real life takes over sort of thing I'm fortunate that my husband takes little Dodsy to school so I don't actually have to get up although I'm part of the routine you know because I'm there if you yeah. like when they're getting ready um but yeah I'm much the same don't don't want to do too too much um around appointments at that time either because I need that you know nice time to get the day set up but as you as you say I'm not a five o'clocker either <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, you, listen, you listen to all those young men on the uh, startup podcast saying, "I get up at five and I meditate for, you know, and I do all this." But I just think, oh, you know, I'd rather not. I've, I've got, I've, you know, you know, when you've got small children, your sleep is the most precious thing. And when you get to the point where you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn, then it, why would you? Yeah, exactly. And just thinking about your your diary, come journal, come everything else type thing. Do you? regularly read back over it or is it more about getting the stuff out and and sort of uh formed if you like no, yeah no i don't it, it helps me in with the process of thinking in the moment um if if i've done something like a particular exercise you know I, perhaps i'm listening to something or i read something in a book and i think oh that'd be good to do i do it in my diary and then i i do number the pages so if i've got anything particularly meaningful I'll go and put at the end of the book. I'll put what page that thing was on, so I can find it easy again. Because mm. what I hate is having to you know look for things and not knowing which which book they're in. And that was a little tip that was incredibly useful. So I can find things again when they're in, you know when they're important. But no, I tend not to read it back unless I'm doing something like a roundup for the blog post of yeah. what I've been up to. Mm -hmm. And what about at the end of the day? Do you have a certain routine? Do you sort of finish work at a certain time, or does it is it a bit more fluid than that? <laughs> I stagger away from the computer with eyes like sand. I pour myself a big glass of wine I possibly can, and I watch crap TV all evening because <laughs> I can't think any further. <laughs> no, I, honestly, I don't have an evening routine. I, I literally do stagger away with eyes like sand, have a have a glass of wine, and then. I'll watch watch terrible terrible t television or go for dinner with friends. That's pretty much what I do in the evenings. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you have any sort of routine to to make sure that you get to sleep on time or you know properly or whatever? Or is it are you just part tired by then so it, you don't need that? I've always slept well. Um, I have a spider phobia, which is a bit of a um, um, get a mission. As I you know, it's not getting any better either. Um, so I have to listen to podcasts to get me off to sleep because other uh, and the thing about your if you do it on your iPhone or your iPad, um, it gets quite it gets um, darker gradually. You know, it sort of lowers the light level hmm. um, because otherwise, I, when I take my contact lenses out, I can't see a thing, and I am prone to lying in bed thinking I can see something crawling across the ceiling. And your imagination is a terrible, powerful thing, and. That's the one thing I haven't been able to fix is is that. So uh, I've done lots of um, tapping. I've done lots of hypnotherapy. I've done lots. Of, I haven't done aversion therapy because I know what that involves. But it is a challenge for me, and I think it comes from anxiety. You know, when when I was um, having a really bad time in about 2010, I think that's when the spider phobia really ramped up. So. Mm. Um, I think it's an anxiety-driven thing, um, but listening to podcasts helps me. It engages my brain enough so that I can relax to go to sleep, hmm. learn something at the same time, and gradually relax. And, and by the time I'm asleep, I don't, I don't care anymore. Yeah, interesting. Are, are there any particular 
podcast that you'd recommend? And I, and I know there is because I listen to your podcast and you're always recommending them. And I, <laughs> and I go scurrying off to, uh, to, to check them yeah. out. So which, which ones would you say are your favourite at the moment? I've got five favourites. Um, a couple of them are with James Schrantko, who runs Superfast Business. He's got his own Superfast Business podcast, but funnily enough, I don't listen to that that much because it's too short. It's only eight minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Mm. But he does one with um, Ezra Firestone, who is a real hippie from America, and and that's called Think, Act, Get, Tag, and that's brilliant. That's they they talk very deeply about something for about half an hour, and I like that. Mm. The one he does with Tacky Moore, who talks so fast, is faster than me. It's hilarious. Um, that's brilliant for coaches. That's called Sales Marketing Profit. And then my other three favourites are um, Bootstrap with Kids. Love that. And in fact, I'm sponsoring that now for a certain amount of money every month. Um, and the Zero to Scale. Uh, they're all startup orientated. These three. And then the Startup Chat. The Startup Chat is possibly my favourite now because it's got. The, the mental Steli FT and um, <laughs> you think I'm gonna have to tell Judith that you've mentioned him on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I get Steli in. I get Steli in. I mention of Steli in on everything I do. He's just a, a bonkers Greek who, who went to America and, and he's he's got some a, a successful software company himself now. But he hooked up with Hyten Shah who started Crazy Egg and Kids Metrics and together they are dynamite. It's just the 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 funniest, fastest paced. But also most thoughtful and emotionally intelligent podcast I, I know. I love it. Hmm. The startup that one's called. Brilliant, excellent. I knew you'd have some good recommends there. So, <laughs> so thinking about how you organise uh, what you do, how you get stuff done. What sort of uh, ways do you do that? Well, the main thing really, when I was thinking about the answer to this question, was is diary zoning. I don't work very well because I've got ADD, but I can also hyper focus. Um, which which means to focus for a long time on one thing, but only if I'm engaged in that thing. Mm. But diary zoning helps me very much because um, I can batch jobs into certain types of jobs. So, for example, Wednesdays, all about podcasting, all about telephone calls, all about um, interacting with other people. Uh, then then Mondays and Fridays are working on the business, and Tuesdays and Thursday mornings is is calls with clients, stroke potential clients, and then the afternoons are all free. And so I find diary zoning works really, really well for me. I work much more efficiently if I don't have to chop and change and do different things. Yeah, yeah, it's something I've heard a lot. Yeah, I've been listening to podcasts where people have been saying that recently. It's something that I try to do, but um, the nature of what I'm doing with so many different sort of types of organisations, it doesn't quite work that way. I tend to have a theme for the day, but then I actually do something else entirely. (laughs) So it's not really working for me. Yeah, at least I'm thinking about it anyway. So, um, and and do you use any uh, particular tools or apps to help with that? Oh, come on, Joe, you know I love a a nice app. (laughs) (laughs) The three that sprang to mind are Slack, which is a way of communicating with your team. And, and it gets, it's highly, the thing I, I swapped to it, we were using email and Skype. And it was working all right, but you can't search either of those very efficiently. So, but the thing about Slack is all your communi- in-team communications go on inside Slack and it's highly searchable. It integrates with lots of other things. So if, for example, you put a YouTube video URL in there, it will actually bring the YouTube video into Slack. So you don't have to go off to YouTube and get distracted by other videos of cats and things. <laughs> um, so it's very good. Trello, I love. Um, I, I, I'm not. I don't use it massively for myself, but we do use it to set up our systems in and for the team to follow the systems. 
Um, so, you know, I don't use it for my own to-do list, but it is a really nice tool. Mm. Um, and we have client Trello boards and all, and all sorts of things. And, and Trello comes into Slack, so every time I go into Slack, I can see what's been happening in the Trello boards without having to go into Trello itself. So mm. they work really well together. And the final two are Infusionsoft. I mean, I know other people use other things, and I know there's other things that are just as good, but I've been using it for a couple of years, and I love it. And lead pages can't couldn't live without lead pages. Now. Yeah, yeah. So Infusionsoft, you were talking about on your podcast um, the other week that there's something else that you quite like the look of, but because you're so yeah. wedded to Infusionsoft now, it would be too much effort to sort of change it. Can you remember what that one was? Well, I, I have been, you know, I have been playing with the idea of moving, but mm. um, Judith, Judith convinced me that save a hundred dollars a month and and the time um, spent learning the new things. Um, wouldn't work. I mean, there's there's a lovely um, tool called Active Campaign, which right. has a lot of the a lot of the really nice features of Infusionsoft without being quite so difficult to learn. Mm. But if you're not not even ready for Active Campaign yet, I would be looking at um, using Connect. Sorry, ConvertKit, which is an email list host with automation features. I.e., if someone takes an action or clicks something, you, you, they get moved automatically to another list. And then I would probably team that up with um, Steli's Close.io, which is a customer relationship management system. Yes. Yeah. Because really, really what you need is a CRM and a mailing list host, and you need the two to talk to each other. Mm. Um, mm. So, so if, you know, the least expensive combo, I think, is Close.io and uh, ConvertKit. Yes, yeah. Wow, so that's really for our, our geeky <laughs> marketing people out there. <laughs> Some people yeah, are looking. I think ConvertKit's for starter people, really. Um, most people recommend Aweber and MailChimp. I've always hated MailChimp. Whenever I have to go into MailChimp for clients, I hate it. It's so counterintuitive. Yes. Um, and Aweber is very efficient just for holding your list. But A, they charge you if a contact's on more than one list. I didn't realize that till recently. Mm. But B, very um, unreliable in terms of even if you hook it, up, hook it up to PayPal and set up automation features so that if someone buys something they get moved from a prospect list to a customer list you actually have to go and check because it, it often lets you down yeah so I think the two convert kit and um, uh, convert kit close.io for your CRM and and something like PayPal to take money or even Gumroad but mm. beware with Gumroad because they hold your money for a month Oh right, yes. So PayPal's better in some yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I, I use Stripe. I use Stripe actually nowadays to take my money, and it's cheaper than PayPal. And you don't have the thing that if someone has your goods and services and then willfully asks for a refund, you know, PayPal will automatically refund them, whereas Stripe won't. Yes. Necessarily. No, no. Excellent. Some really good recommends there. Thank you. Um. So. What about um, relaxing and, and um, not doing any of this work stuff? Because you've sort of you said you you know watch um, the tele, the telly sort of thing. Do you do do you go out walking? Do you do? I know you read, don't you? I do read. I read a lot, and I I, I love I love films. I watch a lot of films, both with um, friends in indoors, and also we go to the cinema a lot with the teens. Mm. I hang out with teens a lot. Actually, we've got. My, my daughter and, and son have got some amazing friends, and I've always had open house. So, you know, they're coming and going, they're parking their bikes, they're popping in, you know, on their way to other places. Uh, I love to cook. That's one of my favourite things. So even, you know, myself, when it's just me, I'll I'll cook a, a decent dinner. Mm. Um, and I love live jazz. So, you know, I love, I go to live jazz um, 
open mic nights with my sister, who is an opera singer, stroke jazz singer, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a very, you know, she's international class, so mm-hmm. she was, you know, it's lovely when she gets up on the mic. Yes. <laughs> I ball like a baby every time. <laughs> <laughs> and not quite what they're expecting in uh, Shoreham or wherever. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. No, they they do know her now. But when she first sang, it was you could hear a pin drop. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lovely. So, um, what about um keeping healthy? I I remember your podcast only just this last week. You were actually talking about a mindset thing around exercise and things like that, which I, I thought was really rubbish, interesting. Joe. I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish <laughs> at it. I I don't know why, and I'm working very hard. Into, you know, intellectually to, to try and find out why I can't seem to give a toss. But I just can't. Honestly, I, I know what's bad. I know sitting down all day is bad for me. I know I should be taking exercise. I can't. The first step in the process for me was clearing my diary in the afternoons. Yeah. So that I could, I could stop at, like, you know, 2 o'clock and, and go and I think my next step is to go and join a luxury gym. Hmm. Because I don't want to go to my local swimming pool and you know, be uncomfortable and cold, get trying to get changed in a with a bunch of kids, you know. I think I've got to turn it into something that's a a treat yes. or a reward rather than something that's something you know I have to do because I just I just can't bring myself to do it. No. no. I've got loads of energy. I'm really lucky, but I am fifty four, fifty five, I can't actually remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to, I know I need to take better care of myself and I am I am overweight. I I lost a lot of weight for a while. But then I put it all back on again, and I know I need to do something about this, but I can't quite seem to bring myself to have the motivation to do it. But I don't suffer from motivation for anything else apart from this. Yeah. So there's something psychological going on, and I haven't figured it out yet. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I agree with you, though. I think it's about finding something that you enjoy, something that is just something you'll do naturally rather than feeling like you have to because that just gets completely in the way doesn't it um, I mean I, I used to play quite a lot of netball and I, I haven't for a long time now and I tend to just walk now and I've been listening to some podcasts around health and fitness and so on where they've said actually in some cases people are, are doing too much exercise and they're doing all this stuff thinking it's really good for them and actually exercising sometimes is actually stressful on your body um, and can actually sometimes cause more issue than it solves, which is interesting because that's not the story we're sold all the time, is it? No, but it's the story we hear from the runners amongst us. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> I know has got problems. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, walking and pod- podcast is, is sort of the, the way forwards, I think, because yeah. I get very bored very quickly and I, I can't just walk for the, for the you know, meditation, relaxation of it. I, I would have to be listening to to something, otherwise yeah. it would drive me crazy. Yeah, which I do quite think about street dance often. I, I think Ooh, about street dance. Yeah. You know, I, I just love watching people dancing in like street dance. And I, I've been, I was trying to find one, but the nearest one's in Brighton, and I'm just never going to drive over to Brighton to go. So You've disappointed me now. I thought you were meaning actually just go out in the street and dance. <laughs> 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 just imagining your neighbours wondering what was going on. I think that's where the name comes from, though. Where you know that they all used to hang out, hang out on street corners and do dance-offs and things. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, um, I'm sure I'll be kept posted with that on your on your podcast. So uh, I'll uh, yes. I'll keep it's an ongoing uh, challenge. Yeah, exactly. So what about learning and improving? You, I know you do a lot of of this sort of thing. So what what particularly do you do? And do you and do you sort of plan to do this, or is it just something you're naturally? inclined to. I just love it it's, it's one of my remember back in the early days of coaching when we all had to do our core needs and our core values mm-hmm. um, and one of my core needs turned out to be learning 
and one of my core values. Needs are things you can't live without, and values are things that make your heart sing. And um, I, I just love to learn. So learning is one of both a core need and a core value for me. Mm. I love to. I've always been a bookworm, um, and I've just read. I mean, I realised this week I've read three books this week. Uh, Choose Yourself by James Ortolcher, you know the um, the podcast guy. He's mm. he's a startup founder and. Um, went bust, you know, had lots of problems with drugs. I just find him a, quite a fascinating character. But he, nice book, Choose Yourself. I've read Get a Grip, which is by Gino Wickman, who wrote Traction. Traction is one of the best business books I've ever read after the E-Myth. In fact, it's like E-Myth for grown-ups. And um, Get a Grip is a version of the Traction story, but it's written in a story as if it was um, about a real company. Right. So it a deeper understanding of how the concepts in traction and the tools in traction would be used. And, and what's I've also the, read, uh, sorry, just to mm. sort of push that a bit further. So what, what's the sort of overriding message with that? What, what's the? Well, it's, it's, it's how to grow a business. And I, when I came out of the money gym, you know, there were three of us partners. We had five coaches, and you know, it was it was pretty effortless because everyone was so motivated. But then I went back into myself and thought, I'm never going to do anything with anyone else ever again now. I'm just going to be a solopreneur. But when I read Traction, it really fired me up again to build a proper business because it tells you how to do that. It tells you, it gives you systems and processes to follow to build a, a, a heart-centered business with process, you know, simple processes and just really fired me up. At, you know, actually, mm. Traction is brilliant. It is like E-Myth for grown-ups. If mm. you read E-Myth first and you love it, read Traction straight after. Or read Get a Grip first, actually, and then perhaps read Traction. Because Get a Grip's the story version, and it's much more enjoyable to read. Right, yes. And I've also read this week Yannick Silver's new book, which is all about um, entrepreneurs of, with passion, you know, people who want to make a difference in the world. Um I can't remember exactly what he calls it, and it's upstairs, so I can't I can't even dig it I'll, out. I'll but, look it up; it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. You know, one one of those books where you pay the postage and packing, but it's very very inspirational. He talks about people like innocent, you know, innocent drinks and and um, Virgin Galactic and all that stuff, and he talks about why it's so important in, in this world to have a business that's out to make a difference. Mm. How, how important it is both from the success of the business point of view and also, you know, the world's point of view. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I, one I'll have to have a perhaps have a look at it. Um, it fits. We were talking before we started recording about the, the work that I do with Engage for Success and a lot of what we talk about around employee engagement is, you know, about connecting employees to the strategic narrative for the organisation and, and it's so much easier to do that when it is something as you say, that's making a difference. Um, so yeah, that sounds sounds like a good good one to yeah. read. Mm -hmm. I also love going to conferences. I love to learn by going to conferences because I think it takes you out of your normal environment and makes you gives you time to work on your business by way of thinking about it. Mm. And I love video training. I've just signed up for a new Facebook ads course um, just because I want to make sure I'm not missing anything by this particular trainer. So love to. You know, I was thinking, oh, that's something good to get stuck into at the weekend. I mean, most people <laughs> just wouldn't think, you know, they wouldn't look forward to that, put it that way, whereas I certainly do. It's funny, I always think I'm really busy and I've got so much going on, and but I can't believe how much you pack in. <laughs> just why? Well, more that the kids don't, you know, they live with their dad around the corner. Um, in fact, I think one's just arrived. So they come around here all the time. Hello, darling. 
And, um, you know, so I don't have the day-to-day -day thing of having to look after kids, which, you know, it, you, you won't realise, Joe, till it stops how time-consuming it is. Yeah. And how, also, having a husband, you know, those people want, want demands on your time. Whereas, my, you know, I, my partner doesn't live with me, and, and so, you know, he doesn't, he's not expecting my attention all the time, and the kids don't either. So hmm. I do have more time than most people, I think. Mm -hmm. So you talked a bit about um, liking going out and uh, listening to, to jazz. Um, what about other sort of music and, and films and, and perhaps some non, um, I was going to say non, non-fiction, but that's, that's not how you say it, is it? <laughs> Books that aren't about business. Yeah. Do you, do you partake? Oh, you I love like sci-fi. Yeah. I'm mad about sci-fi. Biggest Star Trek fan ever. Not so keen on Star Wars. <laughs> Absolutely love anything sci-fi orientated and thrillers I love I love drama on the TV you know um, British drama absolutely love that um, I can't really think of much else apart from I mean I love to travel I mean we you know we're going on uh, the internet marketers cruise in January end of January and because it's a lot closer to traffic and conversions which is a big thing in San Diego the other side of the country there's four or five of us are hiring it's going to make you laugh. We're hiring Mustangs, <laughs> convertibles, <laughs> and we're driving across America. <laughs> I can't believe I've been talked into this, Joe. I cannot believe I'm the only girl going, and it's just so mad, and I'm so terrified of the whole thing. You know, like serial killers staying in hotel, <laughs> motels, dr driving in America. You know, the whole thing just terrifies the living daylights out of me. But I, I thought, I'm 54 years old, if not 55. <laughs> And I, I'll never have a chance like this again. I've got to do it. That just and doing it with brilliant. Kids, you know. Yeah. Well, it is, and I've just seen the cars as well. They're, they're like low-slung, you know, they're like you imagine 1950s convertible cars to be. Just bonkers. I don't, I bonkers, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, so do you, you get know, to, like, jump in? Do you get to, like, have the roof down and jump in? Like I couldn't <laughs> do that if you paid me a million pounds. <laughs> So, you know, but that's the kind of thing. I, 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 I tend to cram my fun into short bursts like that. Mm. So I have a nice life, but I generally don't do anything very exciting when I'm at home. Um, and then I'll go and do three weeks of sheer craziness, like cruising around the Caribbean with 600 other internet marketers and then doing a road trip with my five best mates. Yeah, that sounds very cool. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping you'll be able to still do the podcast as you're going along, because that would be very cool. <laughs> Well, I think what I might do is record some some audio while I'm on the car trip, and then we can weave that into the podcast. It'd yeah, be funny. brilliant, excellent. So, what about if things don't go right? If you're having a bad day, what does that look like? How do you get yourself out I of those? I don't have bad days things? anymore. Oh. I, have, I have what I call my bug-free mind, and that's mainly due to when you've been down to absolute rock bottom, and you pull yourself through that by dint of journaling and feeling finding things to be grateful for even if you haven't got anywhere to sleep because I didn't for about three months I had to um, take take potluck at my sister's house who where, wherever there was a bed for you <laughs> yeah um, uh, you, you know I had no money I had no money I had a bit a little bit of coaching income from you know mentoring people on on internet marketing um, I had I lost a five-bedroom house I lost a car the kids had to go and live with their dad it all happened very suddenly mm. um, so when you've been through something like that, everything else just seems wonderful. And the art of learning how to be grateful for tiny things like, you know, I've got a bed to sleep in tonight and I've got a hot shower and I can eat this evening, 
you stop worrying about things so much. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's the true secret of happiness, I think, learning to be grateful no matter what's happening to you. And uh, my friend Andy wrote, he, was, he went through a similar kind of thing at the same time, um, and he wrote a couple of books called uh, Creating a Bug-Free Mind and Using a Bug-Free Mind, and they are really, really genius books. I highly recommend them to everyone. They're not, um, you know, they're, they're easy reading because they're such fun, but such profound concepts in them. And I, you know, I, he taught me not to worry. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. how, I was such a worrier. I didn't realize how much of a worrier I, I was till I stopped. Yes. And it's just, you know, I, I've just got control of my thoughts now. Hmm. Whenever I catch myself having a negative thought or a, a scaredy cat thought or whatever, I'm much more conscious of it and I can actually easily turn it to a positive or a grateful thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just really interesting to hear and, and very um, uh, sort of the way that I I have a perspective sort of similar. Not I didn't I haven't had to go through, you know, the sorts of things that, that you went through, um, thankfully. Um, but. Uh, you know, I, I was at, I was at something at the weekend, and they, they had a speaker who got up and started saying, you know, to be more happy, to be happier in your life, you need to blah blah. And it was very sort of prepared, motivational type, go for it thing. But it was completely lost on me because I sat there thinking. She's assumed that we all want to be happier, and I'm actually really happy with things, even though things aren't always how I want them to be, and you know things are always developing and, and all that sort of thing. And I do have you know worries at times and things that don't go right or whatever. I'm actually a happy person, <laughs> so I, I was yeah. sort of I don't know I was sort of a little bit offended that she assumed that everybody wants to be happier because that to me was a bit of a cliche, and I didn't think it was true. Um, uh, but but it also made me think that actually I am pretty happy most of the time, so that's a good thing. <laughs> yes, and you know, I, I, you know, at the same time when I lost everything, I, I was. It's it's not that I don't have ambition now, and it's not that I don't want you know want nice things, and it's not that I don't want to earn good money. I, it's the striving. You know, I'm not constantly striving anymore. Mm. I can I can stop and you know enjoy and you know and you've all struck me as a very down to earth person, a very grounded person, and perhaps that's what you know people mean when they say someone's grounded. They're able to be happy in the moment. Yes. And and that is just such a, a it's a skill that can be learned as well, and that's the, the the exciting thing about it. There's a book called Learned Optimism, which I, I'd like to recommend, which just popped into my head mm. by Martin Martin Seligman. And he says, you know, 50% of us are pessimists and 50% of us are optimists. And you can change. You know, you can change your language. You can change how you expect things to be. You, you know, you can go from being a pessimist to an optimist. And op it's worth trying to do it because optimists are not only happier, they're more successful in life. Mm -hmm. It's been scientifically proved, you know. So it's, it's worth trying to learn how to be happy and grateful and optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So on a day when you've had a day um, where you've sort of got to the end of it, knowing that you've had that chance to live more, which is what I say is the bit where you get to do the stuff that you want to do rather than the stuff that you feel you need to do or you should do or you have to do. What what have you done? What does that day look like? Oh, well, it's just a normal day, Joe. I'm <laughs> so privileged to not, not have to do anything I don't want to do. Um, I actually wrote down to the answer on this question, you know, being when I've been a guest on a podcast like this one. I love that because you don't know, I don't know who's going to listen to this. I've got no idea. And if anything I say on this has helped someone or changed their life a bit, that is a day when I've lived more for mm -hmm. me. And, you know, yesterday one of my clients came on. She said, um, 
you know, she's quite a well-known sort of coach, business consultant. And she said, you know, you've you've just made you just made me seventy-seven thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> from an ad spend of seven hundred and fifty dollars so far. Wow. And I that is a day when I live more because I just love doing that. That is the it, creating something out of nothing. Creating that's what I love doing. Mm. When I've created something, whether it's a, a thought or a, a successful ad campaign or a blog post or a podcast episode that me and Judith have laughed our way through. That's that's what I call living more, being yeah. creative and having fun. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant answer. <laughs> so we've come to the end. We've uh, we've uh, oh, I'm quite on time, quite on time as well. I thought um, with our, us and our, our um, being known for talking thing, it would uh, <laughs> it would go on far too long. But uh, it's yeah, you know, we've we've been very good. So um, tell us how people can find out more about with you about you, should I say, and connect with you. Well, I've got a personal website at nicolacairncross.com, which really talks about my books and my um, speaking and, and, you know, personal stuff like that. Clicksandleads.com is where you can come to either find out how, how we can do your Facebook ads for you or how you can f train to do your own if, you, if that's what you prefer. Um, and I'm always on Facebook. Facebook's my thing, obviously, doing Facebook ads. I'm on there all day. Um, but Twitter, I, I like Twitter as well. So connect with me on Twitter, nicolacairnex. And on Facebook, just put in Nicola Cairn Cross and connect with my page is probably the best thing because I've run out of friends. <laughs> so, but I do, I do check my page a lot, you know, daily. So um, I, you can connect with me on there. Lovely. And the podcast? Oh, that's well, that's that's the thing I love the most at the moment. It's called Own It, and uh, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, I think. And it's coming soon on Google Play. Because yeah. that's the Android platform they're just opening up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can thoroughly recommend listening to it. It's my number one podcast. I always listen to it when it comes out. It's the only one I know, apart from Desert Island Discs. It's the only one that I know what day it comes out on. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't hang around long before uh, it's been listened to. But as I said, I'm going to oh, stop listening you. to it walking around Sainsbury's because I embarrass myself giggling away. <laughs> oh, we, do, we do have a bit of a laugh on that one, that's for sure. We do try and keep to a business-like structure, but sometimes we just go off on the weird tangents. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, Nick. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Stop feeling stuck and overwhelmed. Join Power to Live More Calm membership today and make an investment in your future. The Power to Live More Calm membership is designed for coaches and consultants struggling with the pressures of running a home-based business. You get access to our supportive community, including weekly Zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generation, and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease, along with materials like templates, checklists, and planners to keep you motivated, organised, and productive. To learn more about the Power to Live More Calm membership programme and apply, visit powertolivemore.com slash get calm. Use your power to live more.